Welcome, everyone. I'm Solyndran Buller, the host of a podcast named Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener with real stories and expert advice. Today is our third part of a series of Fires of Relationships, and we have some guests here, as well as Matilda and myself. As you know, men and women have the same basic needs the basic needs of being loved, being noticed, and having a purpose in their relationship. Yet it shows that men and women go about getting those needs met very differently. And today, we're going to have that conversation. Matilda? Hey everyone, this is Matilda Tavanian. I am the host of Coffee with Matilda, A Journey to Self. And um, today I'm very excited, Salindran, because we can talk about actually different roles of um, women and men and how history, for example, throughout history, people who are born as men are granted access to power, position, and resources. Men are expected to be strong and aggressive and not emotional, whereas women's status is undermined by inequality and persecution because they were deemed as interfere, uh, inferior biological beings, and they were expected to be emotional, domesticated, and nurturing. So we have Jamar and we have Sam, our two guests. To experts we added so they can talk about the male perspective and how they think the new woman the woman now in our generation how they're performing in the world and um, how is their role and differences affecting them as well kind of and uh, Sam Hello, my, my name is Sam, and uh, thank you very much for that introduction. I will try to represent all of men, so I'm hoping I won't make a mistake and, and have men. <laughs> so why? <laughs> uh, my background, uh, uh, I do have my own bo- a podcast called The Red Chair Life, but uh, I, I thoroughly thank you for inviting us in this forum because uh, it, it is going to be interesting in terms of my perspective of men-woman relationship You know, as a husband, father. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you. And Jamar? My name is Jamar Stokely. I'm the host of another podcast called The New Power 40. Men in their 40s and slightly over, out of fear. Fear of change, fear of progressing for whatever the reason may be. They're typically in leadership roles and living redundant lifestyles because they fear doing anything different. And I'm like Sam, thankful that you all invited us in to get our perspective on things, even though this is a very strong female-led series. <laughs> I'm happy to be here share my expert opinion. I'm also the free-thinking optimization expert, a label I adopted uh, some years back. But it wasn't a part of male-female uh, relationship exchanges, but it does not exclude it since I'm free-thinking. So... Again, thank you for the, the intro and looking this in. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Maybe what we should do, Matilda, is really put them on the hot seat. Why do you think? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Already? 
Okay, we'll, see. we'll take it a step at a time. Now, as you know, Matilda started off by saying something about, you know, traits of gender, male traits, female traits, the way things used to be and the way things are. Now, traditionally, you know, the masculine traits of men in Western society were like strength and courage and independence and leadership and assertiveness. How do you feel about that? Is that kind of how you actually feel that those kind of sum up what a what you are or how you feel do you think that you are you know strength and courage and independence and leadership and it has defined you the way that you think you are comfortable <sighs> okay you want to start jamar or shall i start go ahead that's why you're scratching your chin something's ready to come out <laughs> This is for all men, so every 10 minutes you'll see me shuffling a paper to, to remind me that, that I don't lose my manliness. Every 10 minutes you'll have to excuse me, but I'll be doing this every once in a while to, to, to remind myself not to lose my manliness as our conversation continues forward. So, <laughs> um, that's a very in interesting question. Um, my take is a little bit different because uh, I, I, I was raised by a man, uh, my, my dad was 90 years old, so he's from a whole different era. And mm. uh, being raised up by a man that was, in, you know, was raised in the 1920s, 30s, manliness mm -hmm. and machismo was the number one thing. Mm -hmm. So um, in that aspect, I, most of my personality is based on that. But at the same time, I see the transition that's occurring in our society where you know, some people think that being manliness is just too much. Other people are trying to feminize men. Um, I, I, you know, basically, I am who I am. I, I do think there are key differences between men and women. I mean, some people don't don't believe that. I do. Now, in terms of how how we you know relate to each other, that's a whole different story. But in general, it's not absolute. But in general, men, you know, how they uh, viewpoint, uh, how, uh, in terms of how they uh, affection and stuff like that, is completely different from a woman. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's where my kind of uh, viewpoint of, 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 of what a man is, is basically mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. what most people would say would be an old-fashioned way of thinking, I guess. Well, what about the feminine? Okay, so typically, stereotypically, the feminine side is really about gentleness and sensitivity and empathy and humility. Um, do you not have any of those traits? Or do you feel like if you did have that, you'd have to really cover it up? Um, for me, absolutely. And the primary reason is for me is when I had my daughter, yes. my whole concept of this manliness completely out the window. <laughs> so uh, because of the fact that I have a daughter and for those that have children, you know, when you raise a son or a daughter, just completely hold different worlds. Uh, I realized at early age that how I, relates to my daughter is completely different. So because of that, you know, I've, I've become this lovey-dovey type of dad that, you know, 20 years ago, I'd have been, no, <laughs> never. So um, it all depends on, on, on the situation. But uh, I think most men have the ability to go from one form or another. Now, when, when I say I become more affectionate, it doesn't mean I lose my manliness. It just means that I'm more sensitive to the needs of other people. So uh, am I going to go around, you know, wearing dresses no no uh but am i going to uh, be uh more attentive in terms of how i treat others and uh and, and communicate with them at a level that that they want yes 
Okay. So basically, you became free now. You can yeah. express yourself. <laughs> oh, la la. <laughs> you know, it's very funny. I see. Uh, actually, I feel sad for little boys. Or maybe I shouldn't feel sad. I don't know. I don't have any child, so I don't know. I see, for example, in a playground, when a boy falls down and starts crying, the parents constantly say, that, oh, you're, you're a boy, you're strong, don't cry. But why? I don't understand. But whereas when, a, when a, like a girl falls down, they are free to express themselves and the parents are kind of pampering them, thinking, you know, it's a girl and it's okay to cry. Uh, why is that? It's kind of you're conditioning your child because of gender roles. No, I, I think there's a there's a place for it. I think if it's clear across the board, if you're a boy, if you're male, you're not supposed to cry. That's wrong, because we're kind of predisposed to that type of energy. The masculine and feminine energy is something that we're born with. So it's just part of being human. So to tell somebody not to tap into their natural emotion is just wrong. It's it's ridiculous. I think there's a place to tell a young man get up, shake it off, dust yourself off. And that's because, as Sam mentioned earlier, when you take on the manly role as head of household or leader of your family or what have you, as, as Sylvester Stallone says, nothing hits harder than life. So in those moments where you get a scrape or a cut, you know, no blood, no foul, get up, dust off, you're okay. Sometimes a child can, can be overly dramatic. I was one in certain instances where I wanted certain attention that I would milk that moment of being hurt. It's like, okay, now that's enough, brush it off. So there's a limit, there's a balance to that. In the same sense, if we're talking about men being predisposed to being predominantly masculine and women being predisposed to be predominantly feminine, then it makes sense that if a girl hurts herself, that you you're more worried about her emotionally and you're kind of pampering or what have you. Again, there's a balance. It's not that every girl should have that treatment all the time for every event. No, there's, but, there's, there's a balance. But isn't, doesn't media, family, the environment, you know, community, culture, society, whatever, does that not have a big role in this way of thinking? Because Absolutely. it looks like Sam, you've you've embraced <laughs> that sensitive side to you, but it seems to me as though there's there's certain limitations that you've put on yourself as to how open you are, maybe, or you do it secretly more, or maybe it's because it's your daughter you do it more, like. Um. Ye for me, yes. Um, what's so fascinating, uh, you made the statement that a lot of the, what, how, how we behave is based on society. Um, that is absolutely true to a certain degree. You know, mm -hmm. For example, mm -hmm. the studies, you know, up to like most girls and boys up to the age of say about eight or nine, when you ask a boy or, or a girl you know, to throw like a girl, most of them, when you see them do the action, they throw the same. But after mm -hmm. about 9, 10, or 12, when they become more aware of their difference in sexes, you mm -hmm. ask the same question, and they, you know, girl will go like, oh, like that. But if that was not placed upon by society, you know, there, there would be no difference. So a lot of the actions that we do is perpetuated by uh, society. But at the same time, I think there's an innate nature, you know, in general, men, you know, in terms of, you know, it's not sexes are, are deemed as the provider of the family, they have to protect, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
And this is also based on the animal world too. If you look at the animal world, you know, in general, um, so, and the woman is 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 portrayed as a, as a weaker, not nothing negative, but in terms of the physical aspect of it, you know, uh, protecting against you know uh, you know animals or other people, mm-hmm. women are not equipped. So because of that physical differences, there's something I think the genetic coding in general that there are differences. It's not to say it's good or bad because a woman is weak. We're not portraying you guys as being weak, but in terms of physical ability. And I think that's where it comes about. But most of it is perpetuated by societies and our cultures. Well, I know scientifically they have proven that they're, that the men actually uses more gray matter, whereas the female uses more white matter. Don't ask me the difference. I do know that. Yeah. But I, I, do well, I know what it is. We okay. think straight. You guys do multitask uh, all the time. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's right. So when you're walking out that door for the groceries, we have to make sure there's only three items on there, right? <laughs> or, or we have to say exactly. <laughs> we, we need a list. One, two, three. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. No. So I have another. So my question, I just want to clarify and i want four of us to think about it do you guys really think we are free to behave who we truly are or we have gender rules and we have to perform accordingly hmm. it depends yeah uh, let me it, ask before you answer sam when you say are we free to be who we are by whose authority are we talking about this where this freeness comes from because I feel like everybody's free to do what they want, but I think you're aiming for something specific. So clarify. For, for example, I can say something like, if I'm looking for a man, and if this, I'm looking for a husband, if, this, if I'm seeing this man is not very assertive, and he's not, he doesn't have a strong character, for me, it's a little bit of a um, this engaging or it's kind of a turnoff because for me it's like oh i want to get married i want him to have a certain role in my life if i'm going to take care of him and make the decisions and stuff then what's his role there whereas but maybe that guy naturally that's not who he is but because he wants to get married because he wants to be the head of the household he needs to get he needs to think certain way or behave certain way or maybe not cry all the time I don't know. I've seen some of my guy friends that we've been watching movies, they start crying and they, they cried in a, like a, they don't want to show it up, but a woman that if wants to cry, they're very actually probably crying. It's nothing wrong there. You know, so there's kind of, we're behaving certain way because we think other people are going to judge us uh, wrongly and kind of, we're not true to ourselves. That's, oh, wow. Um, I could kind of re- reverse the, the whole question too. Um, like for example, as a man, um, just, just for me, um, you know, if I see a woman that comes off as just being completely over domineering, trying to control everything, bossy, that's turn off, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, so it, it's, it's the same level of what you're stating. When you're looking for a man, you're looking for somebody that's assertive, strong, uh, now, are they that way? No. Is this other woman that's strong, bossy, and, and comes up with a certain woman? Is she that way? Probably not. It's just the way, you know, it, it, whatever. But that kind of shows an example that most of us, in general, most men and women have this genetic thing of what they're looking for a mate. Um, 
in general. I'm not saying it's a, mm-hmm. a, a categorical, but if you talk to uh, 10 women, I'm willing to bet that eight out of 10 women are going to say exactly what you stated. And same thing with yeah. men, eight out of 10 men are going to look for a woman that's, you know, uh, uh, I, I won't say, what was the word, uh, but, but they're not, they're not going to be looking for the over domineering, want to control everything. Mm-hmm. So sure. most of this I feel is a genetic make that's in, in eight in us. Now, is it right or wrong? You know, that's the way we're made. My opinion. And I, and I think that, you know, society has already taken into consideration what society feels is appropriate behavior, appropriate values, appropriate attitudes, or inappropriate for that matter. And I think that, you know, you kind of have to gauge and understand. I mean, let's face it, when uh, a female who brings in um, the majority of the masculine uh, quality in a relationship, and this is going even deeper than, you know, the surface level conversation that we're having, what happens is that you will notice that the uh, male is actually the weaker uh, individual in the relationship. It, it just balances out that way. Yes. Yeah. And I think men love to feel powerful. There's a need in, I think, I mean, uh, we're both humans. Um, Human-wise, obviously, we have all the same rights. But maybe there are certain needs in a man that they like to be um they need to feel powerful they need to feel um they're competing they're winning whereas women don't have that kind of a um feeling or they don't have that kind of a need to kind of achieve they, yeah. we don't need to compete constantly or we don't need to win yeah. there's nothing to win we are yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah and i, I, I And I also think that, you know, um, how you're perceived and how you're evaluated by the people in your circles, whether it's, you know, um, your close-knit family or take it a little further into your work area. I'm sure that, you know, men in offices probably, uh, you know, are expected by society to behave in a certain manner. You know, they're not expected to be in boardrooms with the F-bombs left, right, and center. It happens, but usually not when there's a female present or when someone higher up in the ranking is present. Am I right or wrong about that? Because then again, that shows us that, you know, there is this inappropriate, appropriate classification that society already has for us. And do we actually just go ahead and fit into those little boxes again. No, I don't think so. No? no? Um, I, now, I agree that society's dictated a lot of our cultural behavior. Mm-hmm. I think it goes back to the person, to the independent person, to the individual, and getting in tune with yourself, first and foremost. Before we even start to take into consideration what society's done, and most of us do not vet ourselves. We were vet a mate before we spend any time with ourselves, figuring out who we are, what our dislikes and likes are, so forth and so on. So when you get into the relationship, you're already imbalanced because you never figured yourself out. And now you're giving your mate the load you never figured out. So they're trying to figure you out. You're trying to figure them out. Nobody knows what's going on. So, oh my God, now I figured it out. It's not me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry, I like this. I like this. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, so, so now when society comes in with their format, their agenda, whatever it is, then you adopt it because you don't even know what you like, but at least there's some direction there. And this makes me feel better. I'm comfortable with it because it's something. And once you adopt that, it's hard to break free because you still have to get back to the core of you. And that's hard work, especially when you start peeling back every single program that society, your peers, or what third-party influences have put on you. And you don't want to put in the work to quit. So again, it's, it, there's an imbalance. Yes. So we need to figure out how to balance ourselves first. It's interesting, Jamar. We, uh, we start our series with uh, self-mastery self-discovery, self-love, because we think everything starts with you and ends with you. And even in this, I mean, even um, having uh, partners and how we treat them and how we think our role in the society is based on our gender. Uh, as you said, once you're comfortable with yourself and you figured out yourself, things are uh, easier to, um, you know, to figure out. But before that, we need to have self-mastery. Yeah. As we and Salinian say, self-mastery first. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So give us an example. So, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to throw this out to the audience. You know, you, as a female, you have a bad day. You want to come home. You want to be able to vocalize, verbalize, emotionalize, whatever it is that you had a tough situation that you had to go through. How does a man handle that? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that that's, that's uh, with my wife, that's probably one of the biggest challenges which I've changed. But most men, like for me, when I come home, the last thing I want to do is verbalize about work. When I come home, I want to okay. and just, just completely, you know, think about something else that's non-work related. Mm -hmm. My wife, on the other hand, mm -hmm. she will talk. About all of her, you know, uh, events that day and, and stuff like that. And, and as a man, uh, it took some time for me to really realize, you know, it's not the fact that she's trying to, you know, just, just talk and talk and talk. That is how women communicate. That is how they show their affection. They want you to feel the emotional experience that they went through. So that's something that um, I have come much, much better. So when I come home, you know, I won't talk about work, but I will engage with my wife. Um, um, and, and make her feel, you know, loved and welcome. But at the same time, women have to realize that men do need, you know, sometimes we just need that point where we just, and it, it's not, it's not being right or wrong. It's just the way most men are made. So the women need to realize there are times when men just, you know, <laughs> it's not, not mad or anything, but we need that time for ourselves because that's the way we don't need to express our feelings uh, in terms of verbally like women do. But um, there is definitely a distinct, distinct difference in terms of how a woman comes home from work and as a man comes from work. Uh, and that's something that men in general have to realize that, hey, you know, it won't take too much time to sit here, talk to your girlfriend, wife, partner, whatever the case might be. That's how, they, that's how most women in general communicate. And it goes vice versa too. Women have to realize that, you know, there are certain times that you're just like. <laughs> you know. That's because we know how to multitask. Boom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's on. <laughs> so, 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 Jamar, what's your take on it? So, if you come home and you've had a really shitty day at work, 
you know, what are your expectations uh, of, of the female? Like, or, or would you be willing to at least, you know, you come home, let's, let's face it, you have a really bad day at work. You might not come home as a female, like, oh my God, you know, emotional and verbal, but then you come home, I'm certain that there must be something that allows for the, the cues that, okay, just give me some space here. Is there? You would hope so, but that's not always the case. Um, mm. Because we, we selfishly want to get, whether we have that energy, we want to get off our chest or whether we selfishly want to be alone. If, it's, if we're at the peak of that selfishness at the same time, in comes the conflict, right? So I believe that, and I've always lived by this philosophy, although not perfectly, the stronger should be the one that does. So in that moment, and since we're talking about, you know, women coming home and wanting to vent, but the men wanting to be left alone, if we want to be left alone and we can dump work off, as Sam said, that means there's less pressure on us. That means I can actually carry some of your weight. So if we can allot that time and maybe even establish it with your wife, girlfriend, significant other, and let them know, you know, baby, how was your day? And they understand there's a time limit with it, but we can't just do that as an obligation or just make that the rule of the house. You actually have to listen and yeah. interact and engage, right. make it genuine. Um, and that's something, again, why am I an expert? Because I've been through two divorces. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> he knows himself. <laughs> he knows himself, right? That's, yeah, that's, 100%. 100%. I'm just coming around a corner, you know, turning that 180 to say, aha. Yeah. So the one that's in line now actually said, I do. So, um, confidently yeah but yeah you have to you have to allow that time and if you're the stronger then you're the one that does but know your limits it's important to know your limits and for your other to know your limit yeah very interesting what about um Salimra? let's ask them about their ego this ego thing is really big deal I mean, we have to as a woman we have to constantly pamper this ego it's too much work for god's sake no? Well, here, here it comes. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, do they know that it's fake? That we're saying, oh, you're, the, you're great, you're amazing. It's like, oh my God, like, how much pampering you guys need for us to, for it to work? But if you pamper <laughs> the ego, you can ask whatever and everything is done. So I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, it's a difficult lesson to learn. So. Let's see, my experience, um, I, I, I have to say that a man's ego, and, and guys, I'm sorry, I'm giving the secret away, you know, but the women out there, listen very carefully. Um, if you understand, a, if one understands how a man ego operates, I mean, you, ha you have the power. I mean, I'm, 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 I, I kid you not. You have I the power. Wanna learn. I want to learn. I want to learn. Because most men, they're, you know, from, from early childhood, men in general, as a male, they're always grown to prove themselves. You know, don't cry, be the alpha male, prove that you're the strongest and the best. So in a relationship, for example, um, in terms of how men's, well, I won't say my observation, I'm not the expert, but my observation is that uh, if a woman, uh, you know, a partner, whatever, tells a, a man, you know, simple words like, you know what, honey? I'm so proud of you. 
for what you've done. You know, just simple things like that will make a man, he will die for you without question, without question. And that's just the way most men are geared. And, and it's not something, you don't have to say anything uh, spectacular. Just one day, you know, your, 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 your partner walks in, you look at him and you say, you know what? I really appreciate you. I love you. You know, just, just out of clear blue, those simple things will make men just, I mean, they will attach to a woman um, just like that. Because those are the things I, I can't explain it. You know, my, when my wife compliments on certain, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> walking around, you know, they're like this, you know. And it's a, it's a stupid statement. It's nothing magnificent like, oh, you found the cure for cancer. No, it's just real simple things that acknowledges that, you know, I appreciate you. So, uh, but, but that's my experience and my observation is that's how men are geared. You know, we don't need anything fancy, awards and stuff like that. You know, oh, yes, when we're men, yes, we like to compete and be acknowledged by the, you know, hey, this is me. But when we're on an intimate level with somebody that we love, those small things, you can, you know, <laughs> but sorry, guys. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And anything to add to that, Jamar? Yeah. I'm, first of all, you said when you get with men, you want to be acknowledged. Yeah. I don't care as much, me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around men, I don't care as much. The competition is a competition. You might want to win, but you don't care if all the men are chanting your name. Yeah. It is significantly different when the woman does it. Yeah. And just like Sam said, something that simple for a man to feel appreciated puts that cape on his back and he will take off for you. Yeah. Um, let alone when you do other things to, to complement that. Yeah. And Matilda, what I'll say to you is, because you talked about how hard it is to, to give that effort to make, to, to water a man's ego. One, if it feels difficult, there's something in you that's not being satisfied and it might be your issue. I don't know. But if you don't appreciate a man enough to give him a simple phrase like, thank you, which you did was awesome. That's probably not the man for you because there's going to be a genuine connection. It's going to be a reflex. You will appreciate that person and you will want to express it. So if it's hard work, that's not the one. That's what I believe. But it goes well, not, not every day there are these wonderful beings. There are some days that you want to kill him, but you cannot kill him. You have to kill him <laughs> softly. You have to bring that nice world out and use the words nicely. So you're the thing that you want from him, it goes smoothly. So, you know, it's a lot of work here. There's a balance. If you're already, <laughs> when he's doing well, and you appreciate him if you're expressing that, when you come back with an issue, he just might be more receptive to that issue. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is a great segue for the next little bit, which is, you know, women actually express their loving feelings openly. You know, we're quite expressive because it's natural. It's natural for a female. Whereas, you know, men, they show it differently. What exactly do you do? That's a personal question, Sam. Don't answer for all men. Answer for yourself. Right, no, go ahead. No. You go first. Uh, you go first, so I can kind of, if you make a mistake, I'll, 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 I'll go, <clears throat> go ahead. <laughs> um, I've gotten way better in my, in my maturity. So I'm good with communicating and complimenting when I appreciate. That wasn't always the case. So I'll, I'll try to make a, a, 
a comparison note between old Jamar and Jamar of now, because old Jamar was more like the stereotypical male, I guess. I wouldn't always express, especially in words, that I care about what you did. I might say thank you. That's about all you. I'm not going to go out and get flowers, a car, take you to dinner. No, I think thank you should be enough because it works for me. And that, you know, that's how men are, generally speaking. Jamar had to grow past that because that was always an issue, even if it wasn't expressed. And I knew this. That's the part that sucks is we know this. We know it's not enough. We know women are begging us to get more emotional, to communicate more, to hug them, hold their hand, show this outward affection, and we hold it in. I've gotten way better with that. Now, I want to give the other side, because you asked personally what I do. So I will do the flowers. I will do the card. I will write a note. I'll write a long text message. And I'm trying to do it as soon as I think about it versus <laughs> And that, that's been my problem in the past, too, as I've grown, is doing it as soon as I feel it, as opposed to, oops, I need to check that box off and make sure she knows that yesterday I felt so good. No, do it in the moment, because the energy is probably right, right then, and she's probably expecting it. So go with your gut. And I've gotten better with that. Now, something I want to point out, and I don't know if you guys are going to go this direction, but for me personally... And through discussions with other men, we also have a lot of sexual energy that comes with that love and that passion. And so I know women see us getting all excited and aroused and wanting to go. Well, that's actually part of it. I care for you. I love you so much in this moment that that passion is, I don't know how else to show it, but right here, because this is the closest we get to being one physically, is that act right there. And some women get disgusted by that, like, you always want to, but... Well, baby, I mean, but you want me to put it somewhere else? I want you, you know? And so I think that that's something that for, for this mutually beneficial session, that's something that we understood on the other side as well. That's a form of affection from us. Again, it's about the balance. If I'm doing all those other things, when I come to you with that, maybe you'll be more receptive. Absolutely. I agree with that. Did you want to add anything to that, Sam, or yeah. good with that? I, in terms of what uh, Jamar stated, uh, he's absolutely correct. Um, but it, it, it is an area which I'm working on in terms of how women communicate in terms of showing their affection through verbal means as opposed to men. Um, for men in general, like I grew up, you know, my father being born when 19, whatever, 20 uh, something, you know, uh, from that generation, a man's uh, affection wasn't really show affection. His thing is, well, he provided, you know, food, clothes, and shelter. And that was the form of it. Okay, I've done my job. So now we're transitioning to a culture where um, men are to express themselves more like a woman. Um, but again, it is a challenge for most men in general to be very expressive in terms of the verbal ability. We like, I mean, it's, it's nothing, it's not right, wrong. We're, we're built that way. You know, our form of affection is more to physical touch or just physical action is how we typically show our uh, thing. So as Jamar stated, you know, when you're in a relationship, you have to realize those differences and both parties have to kind of give and take and realize that, Hey, you know, my wife likes to talk and verbalize her affection. You have to spend some time to do that, and vice versa. Women have to realize that men are more physical, you know? You have to realize that. So it's a fine balance of give and take in a relationship, but it can't be one way or the other. That's where most successful marriages or partnerships last because of that 
that awareness you, you you accept it there's differences now let's work on how each party can get what they need and, which, and right? which leads us to the next question which is every relationship also needs purpose yes. so purpose whether you're the provider purpose whether you're the homemaker uh etc cetera, etc cetera. how do you how do you and you know kind of do that dance between who's fulfilling that purpose or need or how, how do you come to that? Because purpose is huge. Now imagine yeah. if you had no purpose in a relationship, that would be difficult. Yeah. Um, I guess in the Western world, uh, that dichotomy is kind of changing, but in, in general for the bulk of the world out there, the purpose is usually a situation where the male figure is the provider to protect the family and the woman is the nurturer. Um, that's, I won't say that's pretty much universal in general. Um, but the Western society has dictated that, you know, a man, a woman can do anything that a man can do. And a woman can, I mean, a man can start doing what things that, that women can do. I agree with that to a certain extent, but I think the elements of what masculinity is and what femininity in terms of roles, it's there. A part of it is genetic and part of it is a learned behavior. And the reason I'm stating that there is, it's all based on the, the concept of the action of masculine femininity is when you look at all relationships, you know, whether it's heterosexual, uh, uh, homosexual, whatever, every one of the situations, they, you have a figure or a partner that exhibits masculine behavior. You have another partner that in general will exhibit female behavior in terms of how most of us define it. So because of that, there is, you're not gonna separate that, you know, but uh, in general, most of us in terms of the, the world in general, that's how it's, it's, we've genetically learned it or learned behavior through thousands of years, in my opinion, based on observation. Interesting. Um, is Jamar, do you want to add something or we can ask it? I have another question I want to ask. And, and just before we go to the next question, if I can just add a little bit, which I think is really, really significant, you know, um, you know, to have that purpose or the function in the relationship is necessary. It, and that function needs to be acknowledged where, you know, where we can look at it as egotistical, you know, a pat on the back, you can give yourself a pat on the back and to be appreciated by the other partner is huge, right? But yes. when, when that does not actually play out that way, when we fail to acknowledge and show appreciation for one another and be in that dance together, what happens is that men and women don't feel needed and they don't have a clear sense of their role in that relationship. They will feel unhappy, defeated, and empty. Yeah. And that's when things go sideways. Right. So I just wanted to add to that. And sorry, go ahead, Matilda. Um, yeah, Salino. Actually, one time in uh, the previous episodes, we mentioned how, for example, you're married, obviously. So you didn't, you, when you wanted to get married, you were like, okay, he has lots of good qualities that you're looking for in a man. Maybe one, two things you're going to change throughout the time. Whereas your husband was like, oh, I don't want her to change at all. I want to ask Jamar and, um, Sam, they've been married. So how, when you were choosing your mate, your partner in life, were you thinking, 
oh my God, I don't want her to change. She's perfect for me. Whereas right now I'm in the process of, um, I'm with a partner that I'm it's in the path of getting married. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, like, okay, 90% of the things that I want, he has it. Those 10%, I would change it. And I'm trying to find a way. That's why I'm asking the secrets. How I can nicely and gently, uh, you know, take him to the path that I want, the behavior that I want. But I want him, I want him to change in certain ways. And I'm thinking I will have the power to change it with my feminine diplomacy. Whereas, <laughs> whereas you as a man, maybe you, your perspective is, uh, is very different how you choose mate, no? Sam, before you answer. No, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. Where's your fiance and does he watch these? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's supposed to watch it when it's out. <laughs> Is he there now? Is he there now? Bring him on. Oh, goodness. That's a wow. Um, and and you, know well, what? I, you know what? I'm going to jump in here just because I think Matilda's getting a little bit of heat here. You know what? Uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> I know, seriously, because you know what, that's how, uh, you know, normally that's how women think, you know, I have everything, yeah. I have everything, but I, ha I see there's this one quality and, you know, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of myself, yeah. right? Um, my example would be something like, you know, I, I was very, that's urgent. how bad the example was. The well, right there, right. I'm very folk. I'm very. The husband was you know what? God did this. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Unplug the Wi-Fi. <laughs> so, so when you when you look, you know, I'm I'm. Maria, I'm hopefully, no. she'll get reconnected. Yeah, that is funny. I mean, this is like perfect timing. You, know, you don't see me. You don't see me. <laughs> Leave it. Can you hear it? Can you hear me? So obviously, it is a sign from the universe that that that, you, that, that we're not going to portray this. Can you? Oh no, I'm frozen. Am I frozen still? Now you're back. I'm back. Yeah. I, okay. You're frozen. Yeah. Okay. So so give you. There an we example. go. There we go. Okay. So give you an example. You know, I'm I've been on the path for a very long time. Right. He wasn't aware that I was on the path because he's not he's he he's not even remotely on the path. So. Right. I figured that was just something because he was, you know, just not quite there yet. Cause he's, you know, he was 24 when, when we met and I yeah. figured, Oh, you know, with age, with maturity, <laughs> things will change. <laughs> Do you think that happened? <laughs> no. <laughs> so there was wishful thinking that there should be some change, right? That's kind of what Matilda's going for right. is that there is something, just a little something. Yeah. Uh but yet, you see, the male never thinks like that of the female. <laughs> yeah. um, I think in general, this is my perception, my experience, the observation and seeing most relationship. That's probably the number one mistake that both sides make is when you get to somebody, you want to change that person. Get that out of your mind. Get that out of your mind. Because... Uh, most of the things in terms of the person that you, that that you know uh, who Sam is, who Matilda is, that's that. 
there's some little bad quality and stuff like that, but you're not going to change the character, the nature of that person. Now, when it comes to things like abuse and insult, yes, that's wrong. But in terms of certain, you know, behavioral things that are just quirks, uh, I believe that's the probably one of the primary reasons why a lot of relationships fail because you're in that mindset, I got him and I'm going to change. You spend your whole life trying to change this man. You know, <laughs> underwear, put the toilet down. You know, it, it, and, it's, it, it, and it's just like in a lot of cases, it doesn't work. But instead, if you work with your partner in terms of uh, like really, you know, stressing his good qualities and every once in a while, if there's a bad habit, you can mention it. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be a situation where you have a remote control and it's like, okay, you're going to do this. You're going to have it. <laughs> it isn't gonna... And when you get into a relationship like that, I, I think just observation. And I went through that with my first few marriages, you know, on both sides where each one of us is trying to control. And it's like, no, you know, uh, uh, when you marry somebody at a young age, for example, yes, there's a lot of bad habits that you don't, it, it's going to manifest. But as you get older, you know, I have multiple marriages, you start realizing, hmm, and you start picking the person that has the best of both worlds. Nobody's perfect. And then with the bad habits, you basically, in a lot of cases, you just have to accept it, you know. Um, it, it, like I said, if it starts getting to areas of abuse, no, that's, that's wrong, you know, physical, mental, or whatever. But other habits, it's just, it is what it is. Oh, God. So, get that out of your mind, Matilda. Oh, you can't control. <laughs> you, you know what I'm going to suggest? I'm going to suggest that uh, everyone have a yearly review. <laughs> <laughs> go back yeah. once a year and just say, okay, honey, we're going to go and have our yearly review. <laughs> now, you're going to mark me and I'm going to mark you. And let's see if I can change and do things differently. I'm do that. The, yeah, that's what that's my wife does. Way. You know, we have this little list every, uh, and we go down. Okay, okay, and I was like, "Oh, I have it. Well, I'll, I'll try, honey." Sam, Sam <laughs> hasn't had a raise for a while. <laughs> but, uh, but, but the big thing is, uh, you know, in terms of people, the the number one, and it, as you know, as females, you know, especially, you know, the communication is very, very important. So those areas that are turnoff points, you know, if you have a good communication, and the man or both partners are willing to kind of don't take it as criticisms like, okay, you know, I do do that. What can I do to please you? And if you have a good enough relationship, the whole thing is about pleasing your partner uh, in all aspects of life. So once you get that through your head, just by that, that mentality of always loving and trying to please your partner, most people eventually do the things that the other partner wants. Will it be perfect? It'll never be perfect. I mean, my parents were married for 70 years and you would think, after 70 years, no, till the day they died, they were still, you know, they loved each other. And there are things that my mom accepted that that's the way my dad is. And there are things that my dad accepted that my mom is. So in a relationship, the concept of you thinking you're going to control and make this person into your image. No, the only person that can do that is God. (laughs) (laughs) Very interesting. And the simple things and the simple acts, you know, you know, I want to go back to what Jamar was saying about the flowers and about this and that. And there's a lot of times, especially nowadays, you know, in the time frame that we're in where people aren't working or they're trying to save up for their common dream home or whatever it is, right? You know, it doesn't have to be things with a price tag on it, right? A simple act is all that's necessary to acknowledge and to say, you know, you're significant and you mean something to me. And uh, 
an act of that could be like a, a simple, you know, my husband walks in from a long day of work and I'm there and I just, you know, take a, a minute, a split second to look at him, smile and say, hi, honey, how's it going? You know, just a simple thing like that. It, that entire day's hard work and effort is flushed down because he is significant and what he does is significant, you know? And uh, um, uh, I know that one of the other things that I really, really thought was really important that we share on our segment here, Matilda, was that um, there was a famous psychologist, I can't remember who it was, but they said that, um, you know, if you look at people that actually ended their relationships, went their separate ways, and, you know, if if you were to go back and ask them, you know, they would say that they just didn't understand or they didn't respond to my most important needs. So what would that sound like? They said that, you know, he, she would, uh, he would turn around and say, well, she didn't give me enough and you fill in whatever it was, the need. Mm -hmm. And whereas she would turn around and say, he didn't care about the fact that I blank and you fill, fill in the blank again. And you know what? It's little things that actually it's communication. It's a whole bunch of things when you don't feel that you're, you're appreciated, that you don't feel that you're significant, that you feel that you're not, um, you know, uh, loved and honored and all of those things. But getting back to uh, our famous uh, quote, it really is about learning about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can only give something if it is within you already, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's okay, lots. Jeff. Yeah. Um, to piggyback on that and talk about that 10% that Matilda was talking about, if there are things, quirks, behaviors, whatever about your partner that you don't like, I think a lot of people, because there's 90% that they love, they're like, oh, this, this is it. I, I need to go anyway because it's a greater percentage. But I, I was just talking to somebody a few weeks ago and I'm going to give you a blanket statement. He said, if 99%, if 99 boxes check off for you, don't deny the 99 for the one. I was like, okay, heard that before. But what if that box is left unchecked and it starts to uncheck all the other boxes? So that has to do with value. So if you value that 10% so much, it bothers you that you feel you have to change. The first thing is that for my partner, or I don't. And I encourage you not to just accept. You got to figure that out because it's your decision at the end of the day. And when that stuff comes back up, you have got negated. There's no backtracking. So that's what I wanted to share with you. Again, from experience, I didn't go through that. And it is about betting yourself before you start introducing it to your partner. And I can tell you that 90% if that 10 that 10 percent means that much to you that 10 percent becomes 100 percent over time right 
very true you know Jamara I think one of the reasons that I am in this relationship right now is because I've done a little bit self-discovery so I really know what really matters for me and what um uh what is important for me so that's why I think it's easier to find a mate when you've gone through the self-discovery part of it otherwise before I've been with men and you know I wasn't even sure what I wanted. I wasn't even sure what values I appreciate more in a man. But now, when you know it, it's kind of easier to go and to vent out who you're looking for. And this thing that I want him to change is behavior. So I hope I'm going to, some cleaning, some dishwashing stuff, some <laughs> <laughs> training him. It's doable. <laughs> My work will be less, you know, I'm uh, thinking for future <laughs> potty training or something, you know, all these yeah. things I'm working on. <laughs> Again, it's about how much is worth to you. What's, what's your value on it for yeah. real? And I'm going to give you guys a very mushy, romantic thing, experience of my own um, with Amanda, who I'm with now, is my, my, my wife now. And is that when I met her, all her quirks, all her issues, all her problems, I was fine with because I loved her. That my love for her and her great qualities were enough. So it made those things very minimal to me. They were easy. And I even made them fun. Now, over time, what happened was she started to empower those issues. So those things that I was okay with, she started to give power to them. She started to make them more valuable. And what that did was start to hinder my perception because now you're starting to beat up on the woman I love. So I started conflicting with her because she was conflicted with herself. Once again, not doing that self-discovery and betting yourself and figuring it all out before you invite somebody else in. I'm guilty of the same thing. But now that we've come full circle, I'm, I'm back to that place because of the process because she committed at some point to working on those things, to not, not give them so much power because I valued her enough. I saw the potential to say, I don't care about those things, but she didn't. So now we're, now that we, again, marriage, we all want to keep that person the same way we got them. Well, we need to be a bit more fluid because again, nothing hits harder than life. Life will turn your jaw. Things will flip flop. And you have to commit to being in a partnership, to working together, to supporting one another, no matter what. It's to death do us, not till I feel like you're not treating me right. Mm -hmm. That's not it. So if you can commit to that partnership, to communicating, doing everything it takes to be in a strong team, now you've got something. And just keep reminding each other of that commitment. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice. I have a question from you guys. Like, uh, what are the feminine... Uh, qualities that you are liking in a female I mean not necessarily in a partner but for example when you're sitting with your male friends when a feminine comes what kind of a feeling gives you that um, female presence what kind of a feeling is that in, in, in terms of what we like or what we liked what you like and what kind of a feeling they give you so we know, the female, the listeners, will know that, you know, these are the nice qualities that you guys feel it. Because right now, a lot of women, they feel like if they want to be successful, they need to act like a man, think like a man. Yeah. Whereas I really feel uh, 
being feminine and being in touch with your divine feminine inside you is so much powerful. But somehow those qualities are not uh, empowered right now, you know? I can tell she's been hanging around Solyndra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that's kind of a lo loaded question. And the reason I say it's a loaded question is that my opinion, you know, having worked in the corporate world, there are certain places where the feminine quality is definitely needed, okay? And there are other places where the feminine quality is a detriment uh, because it, it, it is what it is. You know, for example, if you're in the military, you don't want a general, you know, needs to lead a troop exhibiting this overt, you know, friendly, like, oh, yes, yes, you want that alpha, you know, boom, 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 boom. As opposed to other situations, yes, you do need. So it's a fine, fine, fine uh, uh, balance in terms of when that is needed and when that is not needed. Now, for me, um, in a public setting, what do I, in terms of uh, a, a feminine quality, um, I want a woman that's kind of, uh, in terms of, you know, how we're growing together, we're at an e equal level. And we acknowledge the, the, the differences, you know. Uh, for me, I, I enjoy a woman that, that's very affectionate, that likes to communicate, you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera. My wife likes to, you know, certain aspects likes to have this alpha male that's very manly, but it's a balance where you have to figure out where you two kind of meet in the middle but I, I don't think, from my opinion, it's going to be a one street where, you know, you need to have a female situation all the time and vice versa, a male attribute all the time. It depends on what the situation is. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's not really an absolute, uh, but it just it depends on the situation. Like, do you enjoy that feminine energy of gentleness? Like, you come to home, you wouldn't like a partner that acts like you or behaves like you. That's... Feminine gentleness is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a man, I don't want to walk in and have another man with alpha. No, I want a, a when I walk in, I want to see, you know, for me, a uh, very affectionate, loving, tender, you know, uh, tender. to come in. And, and, and the same thing when my wife comes in, uh, she, she doesn't expect for me to be like as, as, as emotional, you know, she wants that manliness, but at the same time, I want to acknowledge that I acknowledge what her needs are. So um, yeah, it's just, it's just, that's just what I like. And I think in general, most men, when they walk home, they want a woman to come up, you know, just, just not even say a word, just come up there and look in the man's eyes and just kiss him for no reason. Just like the statement earlier on, we stated about a man's ego, just a simple act of not even kissing, but just looking at him and just touching him just like this. That's just like telling a man that, I mean, the man will do anything because they, but first and foremost, you have to be genuine. You have to have that connection. Because, I mean, yeah. if it's fake, we know it, you know. But if it's a real genuine, you love that person, just a simple touch, you know, when you're walking by, touching him on the shoulder. Those are some of the simple things that brings the connectedness of a man and woman. Still acknowledging that there are differences, but that's how we're geared. And, and I, I just want to jump in here because I think it's really, really relevant. You know, it goes back to the basic human need. You know, the basic human need is love, yep. right? And you, you want love, you want to be significant, and you want to have some form of purpose. And so if you take those basic necessities that every single human being needs on earth and apply that to your relationship, your relationship will be like a boat on, you know, on a beautiful sunny day. 
and it knows where it's going and it just does its thing. Um, getting back to, and I just want to jump in here, Matilda, if you don't mind, uh, in regards yeah, to in regards to the yogic perspective of male, female, and the difference. Um, you know, the, the, the male, female, again, it's together they make the whole. Together they make the whole. And, and beautiful things come from the male and female together. And that is the only way that life can go on on this planet. Okay? And, um, and it's funny because when Jamar was saying about his physical need as a man to be loved, that's just, you know, step one, step two, step leads to step three. And whereas a female will say, hey, hold on, you know, enough is enough, right? Um, a female has the ability to reach the heavens on her own. A male reaches the heavens through the female. I like that. <laughs> Never heard of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, what a beautiful conversation. We had two incredible people with us today, Matilda. Next week, we have uh, Evolving Relationships, which is going to be another beautiful topic on the six-part series, Fires of Relationships. Um, and, you know, I wish we could have them back. You know, I'm sure they have lots to contribute. <laughs> yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> awesome. So, it was very nice to have you guys. It was awesome. And I, I hope that we can do this again because I have other questions that I want to ask. But if we go there, they're going to be long hour. That's right. But, um, thank and, you for uh, coming. Yeah, thank People you so much. Soon. Very, very soon. Because I have a lot of other questions to ask you ladies too as well, which I didn't get into the next time. <laughs> okay. Very nice. Well, awesome. thank you again from Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener with real stories and expert advice. Matilda. And thank you for listening. It's Coffee with Matilda, a journey to self. And we'll get back to you with another episode of Fires of Relationships. Great. Ciao. Thank you. <laughs>